0: My dude, what's up, Natty? How you doing today? What up, man? How's it going? Chilling, man. Not like we haven't talked yesterday, so I don't want to pretend like we haven't talked in ages when we talk every day. Basically, every other day now. You're too busy, bro. I'm too too Hollywood. Yeah, but once you reach 10K, I'll probably never hear from you again. Never. That's when I'm going to start ghosting everyone. (laughs) So what's up, everybody? For those of you who are tuning in, I promise this will be entertaining for all of you. Uh this is my my very good friend, my day one, my brother and Natty Bandesack. um Natty and I had the pleasure of starting our careers together, which I don't know how the world you know everything happens for a reason, don't know how that occurred. Um, uh Shameless pug, shout out to Jeremy Pastor. Natty Jeremy and I started together. We created the movement guys um that we we went we broke up after beyonce went solo.
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> and,
0: you and uh yes, I was the beyonce that went solo first. Um, so I'm excited to have Natty on the episode today. Uh, we've been both getting a lot of questions, uh, about the cash PT world. And so we had both promised people that I'll have Natty uh, on an episode and we'll just, we'll talk about his experiences and answer any questions that people have. So thank you all who submitted questions to us. Uh, without further ado, bro, who are you? Let these, let the people know.
1: All right. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, man, it was so nice to just be here, just to be able to talk to, you know, I, you know, I value your, our conversations a lot and your time. So I appreciate just having me on here to share, you know, my experience so far. Um, yeah. So first and foremost, I'm a CEO and founder of myokinetics. Uh, we are a performance based, uh, practice that help active individual athletes, you know, overcome pain and injury, prevent injury, so they can live their lives with no restrictions. So that's our, our biggest hat that there we do. Um, so, you know, I started this practice in 2018. Um, as you know, I graduated from Dominican College. Shout out to DC. Um, it's in New York, not in DR. All right. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, in 2016, and like you say, uh, we started working together, right? At our first job as a um, new grad, right? And um, then from there, slowly transitioned into, my own practice in 2018, Uh, formed it, I formed my LLC in November 2017. So 2018, that's where everything's kind of start rolling. But, you know, my background was always in strength conditioning, uh, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, just anything that has to do with fitness. Uh, I went to University of Maryland with a kinesiology degree. So, you know, like that's always been my passion. And to be able to just you know, combine the two, you know, um, you know, bridge the gap, uh, the gap essentially uh, of rehab and performance, uh, you know, is, is something that I love to do, you know, um, to be able to just get people from at baseline to really to get them stronger is always my passion. But now uh, what I realized is what my true passion is, is just to watch people transform themselves and evolve From day to day from a rehab perspective from a personal standpoint even you know from a professional standpoint um you know it's important to me so you know this is why we're on here right yeah uh so that's i think that's that's pretty that's That's about me
0: that was the plug so uh yeah yeah it's it's you know it's been and i'll talk about it in a minute but it's been an honor to watch natty grow um really grassroots from where everything started um and and so yeah like he said i mean he's not lying when he says that i've watched him interact with his uh, employees um, I've watched him interact with his patients, and it's true. His, his goal really is – I mean, your goal really is to kind of help people get better, whether it's in the clinic or professionally. And, and I can speak to that on our relationship because I think both of us continue to push each other to be better. Um, so he is being honest when he says that. So, Natty, yeah. we started – we both started in the outpatient physical therapy world um, at, at a company called Sports Care. That's where we both started our careers, uh, over in uh, Cedar Knowles in the great state of New Jersey. Uh, so what, right, you were in the outpatient world, right, something you probably had dreamt about for a long time, taking insurance, doing your thing. What, what made you flip that switch and say, I want to start cash, right? Because that's where you started. You started mm-hmm. in the cash world. So what was that kind of aha moment for you that you were like, I want to get into cash PT? Well, it's
1: not really an ha- aha moment. It wasn't like, I knew at some point I wanted to, um, start something on my own but it wasn't out like hey you know here's what I wanted to do it was really out of necessity man um, because just being a year and a half out close to two years I was just getting burned out and that was I I, I wish I have a, a fancier story but it was out of necessity just like any great great things or great companies started um, yeah. you know I we would work 12 to 8 every single day I would come home then from yeah, it's an hour away. So uh, let me give you a little context. So the place that Jamie and I worked at was a pretty cool place for like a new grad, right? When we ultra yeah. G, this all like fancy stuff, really good surgeons right on top of us, uh, a lot of athletic populations and a lot of ACL. Like, I mean, our first year, I saw more ACL than any of my classmates did.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Right. So
1: that, that, that was really cool to be able to do return to sport. And they also have this huge performance center around the corner where we were able to use it, right? But um, give, give me that context. Like, you know, like, just like any new grad listening to this now, you know, my thought when I first finished school and passed my board and I got this job, I'm like, man, I'm kind of set. I don't know if you feel that way or not. Cause I thought I was like, this oh, is yeah. it. I'm just gonna go vertical. Uh, climb up the ladder you know used to attend attended all this um, meetings just to make sure like my face is there people kind of understand who we were yeah uh, who I am and then from there like at some point that reality and that aspiration just kind of cross over and you realize that that's not where you want it to be Um, because you start looking around at the people who've been there before you and you realize that that's not the kind of life you want at all. You know, no. you can't. So to me that, that was the biggest thing is, um, cause my lifestyle choices, um, and being able to be there for my family is huge for me. So if I'm working 12 to eight every single day and I have to rotate every Saturday, which I don't mind doing, I'm not opposed to hard work. At some point, you know, something got to give. And if you guys see me on my Instagram, like I have this little dog with me. Uh, I gave him a lot of credit because when we got him, he's, he's requires a lot of time. You know, When you do any puppy training. And to so me, I'm like, yeah. man, I'm working a lot so I can pay a dog sitter to walk him, but I'm not even seeing him at all. So I'm like, damn, like if I have kids, what am I going to do? Right. And I look at all these people who are senior therapists and who are clinic directors and they're miserable. So to me, miserable, it's like, bro. yeah, so it's like, am I might just follow their footsteps of people who literally I have no, no aspiration to be like them. So that was a wake up call. And then, um, again, being burned out, I used to come home, do notes from like nine to like midnight because the notes got to be in before midnight, right? Yeah. Um, dude, I was just crush like some IPAs after i doing this because I'm just like miserable. Every night. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that's just being honest with you guys. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it grew out of necessity because it's not the lifestyle that I wanted. And, you know, and another thing is that I can't help all the patients the way I wanted to right. Remember we, we used to get an email how we were getting people better too fast.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. I'll like, never forget you know, that, bro. I
1: know. Uh, uh, so I'm like, there's no way, man. I'm getting, People better so quickly and you're yelling at me for it. So something was off there. And, you know, I, again, my background in coaching, personal training, right? So I know the one-on-one model worked really, really well. And I know if I can just spend more time with all my patients, they'll get a way better outcome. And I like to connect with people. You can't connect with anyone when you're not spending time with them. Nope. So to me, it was, uh, like I say, it was something that Needed to happen because in New Jersey, there was no one-on-one care, no performance-based rehab. And in 2018, this sound like it's only two years ago, but that was really rare because now everything is performance-based, right? All the new grads might think like, oh, there's performance-based everywhere. But it wasn't like that. No. We're, I would say we, 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 we were, we're kind of the first one in the company that did it. I remember I had uh, one of my ACL patients do um you know find a five rm on a back squat and then someone walked over another therapist say like you know she can lift that heavy weight is she's gonna hurt herself i'm like are you kidding me she's gonna hurt herself if she doesn't know how to lift heavy
0: weights yeah like, right like, we're talking out- about an athlete here
1: yeah i was like get out of here well she was just like an act, active person um So, you know, she wasn't like going back on, on the field, but still, you know, the only way to prevent injury is to build resiliency. Yeah. And I'm not going to have, it wasn't a perfect environment for me. I can't grow and nor do I want to be in that environment anymore. So that's what I needed to do. I needed to get out. Um, And you know, it was, uh, it was scary, man. You know, I, I, I can sit here and bullshit you guys and say
0: that I had it all planned out. I didn't, have anything plan out, it just kind of nah, did it. I remember. Yeah, and so, I mean, Natty just hit it on a gold point. I just want to highlight it for those of you who may have missed it uh, because of his accent. Uh, so the, the, biggest, <laughs> the biggest takeaway, right? I think two big things that he just said that just resonated the shit out of me. Um, one is you can't connect with people if you don't spend time with them. And I think that is so key. Um, I, I have learned, we have both learned that it is so important to spend time with your damn patients. Like you cannot create relationships with them if you don't spend time with them. And I think that is imperative to being able to grow and help them get better. You have to know who they are. That goes even further when we're talking about high level athletes, right? It's so sad when I see all over the country, when athletes come to us and they're like, yeah, you know, I didn't spend any time with my therapist. You know, I didn't, it's unfortunate. And the second, which I think Natty highlighted and you will continue to hear him talk about through this entire episode you need to know what your direction is, right? You need to figure out where you are trying to go. All of us have these aspirations when we come out. We want to be these corporate people. We want to be able to climb the ladder. We want to be able to be successful. If that's not what you want and you make that realization that's not what you want, you need to have a pivot shift and you need to start to change in what you're actually looking for, right? And so being able to have a direction and understand what the life that you are, you think you're looking for entails, I think is huge. And so- Again, it's been an honor to kind of watch Natty grow. Um, And like we joked about, I mean, we talk pretty much all the time. So uh, I've been able to kind of see this entire thing unfold from in the beginning when he was working a full-time job and starting out, to when he was able to leave and start his own practice. So it's really been an incredible journey to witness over the last two years, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, just to to touch on that point, like, yeah, you you need to know where you're going and you know, and I tell this to anyone that I meet is, you know, like what you do us as a profession is still a job, right? It's a career, you know, your, your job and your career should be a vehicle of how you get to the lifestyle that you want, what kind of life you want to live. That's ultimately, that's what it really comes down to. Um, and it's, it's, it's some heavy shit, some deep stuff, man. This is something that you guys got to really think about because that's, you need to know why you're getting up every day besides helping people right? If you're yeah. authentic, if you're caring, you're going to help people regardless. But fast forward 10 years from now, are you still going to be able to give up with the get up with the same drive? So it's, it's very important to me. Like, and to me, it's all about having the freedom to make choices. And I don't like having any limitations on, on myself, on my potential. And I say the same thing to all my team, right? You know, like I'm here to, if anything, I, I want to look at myself as a catalyst to help them grow their potential from a patient standpoint, from a professional standpoint, from even, you know, people who hang out with me, people who spend time with me. Right. So that's really a huge thing to be able to know where you're going. Cause then you can build your life around that.
0: Which and I think, right? Not to go kind of off of a tangent, but I think Natty and I, right, for those of you who don't know us well, we're both children of immigrant families. And what I think is really important is we saw our generation above us just grind, but they were grinding and they were working hard, you know, not to their fault, but without knowing what they were going, right? They were just working hard because that's what they thought the American dream was, right? They came here and they were like, we just got to work hard all the time, work mm-hmm. 24-7, right? And so, what I think Natty's saying is important, right? You got to understand what your goal is, right? He talked about it. He, you want to be able to go home and you want to spend time with your family. Like you want to have that family life. And I don't think that that's a problem, right? I think a lot of people will tell us like, ah, whatever. You, you're not a grinder. You're not a hustler. You know, and it's, I don't think that's an issue. I think you are a grinder and a hustler, but you're allowed to have time to yourself. You're allowed to enjoy your life. Yeah. I mean,
1: cause that's, that's, that's all it is. And listen, man, um, if you want to start a business, you need to hustle. You need to, gotcha. you, you need to grind. Um, if anything, the problem becomes like, you don't know how to turn it off. And that's also another end of, uh, of the spectrum. Yeah. Right. It's not that we're not willing to put in the work. We put in the work too much that we don't stop and, you know, like spend time with like, sometimes I forget why I started doing certain things. And I was like, Oh shit, just to spend more time with my family. And here I am working on a Sunday. <laughs> right? It's really easy to get caught yeah. in that. And, you know, I'm competitive in nature, man. Like, you know, this is, this is some, this is something I love doing. Honestly, like this is stuff. Um, you know, just being able to help my team, help my
0: patients and you know, it's, it's liberating. So to me, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. So I remember the pivotal moment in your career in your business. Um, where you started taking insurance. And so I remember you started your, your cash-based model and we'll talk a little bit about the cash-based model. But I remember, cause I think it was really pivotal. I remember you were questioning. I remember you had your conversation with Shante about it. Right. I, I like, I vividly remember you were like, am I selling out? Like I went into this to do this thing. And here I am being like, I think I'm going to take insurance. Like what, where was your head at? Why did you why did you start doing that like why did you feel the need to take insurance what was wrong with kind of the only cash model which i think is an important message um so like you
1: guys um i think if you work in an outpatient setting in a typical pt high volume they always they always pin insurance companies to be the bad guy hey the only reason we're seeing four patients an hour is because the insurance reimbursement is shitty. But in reality is it, that's not what it is. What it is, is that the people up top are just being greedy. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm a business person, right? Um, we're, we're trying to find a, a, a midpoint where the business needs to be profitable because it's a business. How else can I help people? How can I, you know, pay my staff, right? So you need to be far profitable, but you also need to be ethical and still doing the right thing. So that's where it comes in because we, we were so against insurance because we we're so burned out. It's almost like, um, I don't know. It's, it's like you're getting fat and then you blame the food. Yeah. In reality, you're the one eating the food. Yeah. Right. So to yeah. me, insurance company was just the food. Right. Um. So the, One really main reason why I started looking to that model is because one of my patients who was seeing me for cash towards ACL, he's like a little brother of mine basically. And he's like, I want to, I want to come in. I I know you're great at ACL. Can you help me out with this? I want to get back to playing football. And I'm like, man, his parents are like, well, I can't afford to pay this X amount of money it's basically a 10 to 12 months rehab process to get people back to the sport. Right. And I just started looking into it because that's, I wanted to help out this kid. Right. That's again, out of necessity. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to look, I'm just going to do this out of necessity. And then I, I had a conversation with Shanta because it's almost like we were so ingrained that insurance companies are so bad that for us making that pivotal for me, I feel like I was selling out. But then Chante, being a wizard that she is, she just asked me a couple questions, which ultimately answer, I mean, right. she asked questions so I, I can give her better answers, right? And it's come down to like, I'm not selling out because I'm sticking to my true, true self. If I was yeah. taking insurance, seeing four patients an hour, because I'm being greedy, then yeah, then I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing right by,
0: by my, um, I guess my, my value. Which I find is so interesting because people say, I just think it's so funny, right? Like people say that they have values and they kind of blame. I remember, I'm not going to give any names. I remember back in the day, you know, like, well, we just want to help as many people as possible. Like, Mm -hmm. right. So you try to, they try to flip the script on you. Like, we just want to help as many people. Like if you see one an hour, but I could see two an hour, I could help way more people than you can. And it's like, yeah, but how much of an impact are you really having on those people if you don't spend any time with them, right? Mm -hmm. If you're just making them go about and do stuff, so I I think it's an important point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I understand that when it's volume based, nor do I take that away from it, but it's all up. It's all about your expectation and your standards. I just have higher standards, you know, not to put myself on pedestal like this certain thing. I'm just not gonna, you know, let let it fly by. You know, like I, there's, it's, it's like, you know, you donating a dollar to St. Jude you can be like, oh, I'm, I'm helping children's everywhere. Right. Versus you (laughs) actually spending time in St. Jude and like actually being there. So it's, it's all about your value and your standards. Um, you know, either way you're still helping people. You can say that. Right. Um, to me, the only way to create a bigger ripple effect is to, you know, talk to you who also has a bigger reach. So if I, if I come on a podcast and, or even on my podcast, if five people listen to it, that's five people I help.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing.
1: It's all about the, the right message. Um, but yeah, you know, like um, that was a pit of, that was a big moment because it's, it makes me realize that not everything has to be so black and white. It's just gray. Yeah. You know, it's you all you don't have to go all cash. You don't have to go in network. You can just find what works for you. And it's just like treatment, dude. Like you say it all the time. You, you don't yeah. have to go full blown, you know, SFMA. You don't have to go PRI. You don't have to go, you know, Mulligan, like just yeah. find what works. How about just, you know, find, find a time to talk to your patients, understand what they want to do and then help them get there.
0: We'll just get the better. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, now, right, I think you you have a performance based facility, um, but I, you still see everyone. Right. So when did you when did you start to create a niche yourself? You know, did you start at a broad, you know, a broad spectrum, taking anything and everything and then slowly as your volume built up, start saying, you know, like we see a per- athletic population or did you commit to it to dip from day one?
1: Okay, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I put performance-based practice as almost like a title graph because if, you, if you're a human being and you are a mover and you like to move, you need to perform, right? Um, I was watching a Kobe interview yesterday. He was talking about like his hamstring strain and how he was able to deal with it. His, his mentality, the, bom- the mama mentality is that if your house is on fire, you need to go rescue your kids and your wife and your hamstring strain, you're going to forget about it because you need to perform. Right. And it's essentially the same thing. Right. I feel like, you know, we call it performance based because we, we are performance driven, right. We're moving driven. We're outcome driven, rather than just a feel good kind of place. Right. Um, yeah. so, but to answer your question, we, I, I niche down very early because if I'm going to do, yeah, exactly. Cause, I want to be in a setting that I thrive in, right? Why would I put myself in a place that I know I'm not going to do well. And to me is with weightlifting with CrossFit athletes, because you know, I have my L2, I have my USAW and I was coaching CrossFit since 2012. So to me, that's, I love that environment and that's my home, right? I feel comfortable. I, I like being able to load people, have them do like a quick workout and to see where they're at. And then from there, if someone cancels, I can just grab a barbell and start working out because yeah. that's important to me, right? Again, it's, it's all coming down to what's, what's, I va- what's my values are, which is, you know, for me, it's just being active, being able to be able to lift. Um, so I niche down immediately because and I learned this early on is that if you can't, if you're trying to help everyone, you end up helping no one. No one. And, I, and you know, people are only going to pay for what you're really good at, right? Yeah. If... I, if I've never played cricket my whole life and I'm going to start a cricket based clinic, it doesn't make sense for me. Right. Yeah. So I only just niche down to, I know what I can be the best at and what I enjoy doing and what people are going to pay for. That's your three things right there. That's where you need to ask. Hell yeah. If you're going to start any business. What can you be in the best in the world as what is it that you love doing and what will people pay for? Right. And that right there, that middle, that's, that's
0: where you go. That's the key. So did you start out just small? Like, did you start just yourself? When did you start to add staff? I know you have a team now, right? It's not just Natty. Myokinetics isn't just Natty. How did that, how did that process grow? How did you start bring pe- bringing people in, stuff like that? When did you start bringing people in? I know your team isn't just PTs now, right? You have other people on your team, so.
1: So like Jamie said before, I am a first generation immigrant. So therefore we have $0 <laughs> when we start the business. <laughs> So yeah, it's, I started with just me, I did everything. I wore many hats. And to me, it was the best way to start because you need to know how to do every single thing in your business. Therefore, if something happened, when you have a team, you can cover for them, right? So I did everything. I was an admin, I was a marketer, I was a PTs, I a biller, everything. So that's what I did. Um, because it was, again, out of necessity, we didn't. I didn't, all this wasn't planned, guys. Like I, I can right. tell you, but once I get into it and how much I enjoy it, how much I love it, now everything going forward, everything is planned, right? Yeah. And you know, with with room to make audible an adjustment yeah. as we need it. But yeah, I, I did everything. I I would call insurance companies, check benefits, call the patient back, tell them what their benefits are, schedule, collect payment. Uh, you name it,
0: every single thing. Yeah. Which I think is important because those of you who may be thinking about doing this on your own, right? You, you got to grind unless you're lucky. And if you're lucky, yo, mad props. If you got money and you're going to get a, you know, a small business loan for a million dollars, like he who shall not be named had did in his past. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like otherwise you got to grind, man. You got to do this. Like you got to be into it and you got to do it authentically Mm -hmm. and genuinely.
1: Yeah. And with you guys looking to start practice i mean it's really easy and i hate to sound old to see the end result of someone on just instagram and all this stuff i mean this time where i probably dude i i'll tell you what i work six days a week up until covid basically
0: yeah and
1: essentially that's what you have to do as a business owner especially if you want to have more than just a lifestyle business so that That's another thing, right? So let let me just clarify what I mean by that. So a lifestyle business is something that you do for yourself. If you just want to have just you, you know, um, treat whoever you want. And it's just, you, you can run a small practice that way. And still, you're still going to be able to make your own schedule. You have autonomy, but the problem with the lifestyle is, is that if you get hit by a bus, then there's really no income. You can't really support your family that way. Um, so You know, I was a lifestyle business for two years, essentially. But then I realized that you know, because my time, my choices, and what I wanted to do with my life, which is just to be able to you know create path for a younger generation, um, it's requiring a lot of time. So I can't just be grinding out all the time, and I need to provide stability. Yeah. And you know, in 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 a family dynamic of of your of, of of ours right? Our parents are always working, so they're not really there to, to be there for us, right? As yeah. awesome as it is that they're there to work for us, it would be nice to have them all all the time, right? So that's not what something I want. So to me, the best way to go about it is, is make it a legitimate business. And again, talk about a ripple effect. If I can just bring some badass PTs on my team and I can just be their catalyst to their growth, help them, grow as many ways as possible, whatever they want to do, inspire them, support them, then I can help more people because then they'll support their patients and they'll support their spouse. Look at all, how many people I was able to help by just doing that. So to me, that's, that's where that's another pivoting point in, in the business.
0: So you started out as do most PTs, um, right. You started out in uh, in a CrossFit gym right? Like Mm -hmm. most PTs that start their own business. Um, how did you start that marketing process? How did you go to right the gym owners? How did you, um, kind of get into that situation? Like we both know, um, a lot of PTs in the world work at, go to CrossFit. A lot of CrossFit gyms have PTs that are already there. Um, what kind of, what, what was your thought on that? How did you approach that? Right. And especially look, I mean, there are tons of ge- geographical areas, but I mean, for you, we're, in, we're talking about northern and central New Jersey. There are a lot of humans. There are a lot of CrossFit gyms. There are a lot of people. Um, so how did you do that in what we already consider a somewhat saturated market?
1: Well, um, like I said, I work 12 to 8, right? That's my shift. So in the morning, I would just create a list of CrossFit gyms within the area that I want to be in then I just showed up just go there talk to people get to know them and you know lucky for me I was able to find CrossFit Roseland and also even lucky for me is that the owner happened to be there so we were we know some of the same people and we were able to kind of vibe and he I told him exactly what I wanted to do and he's like, all right, well, I have this little closet here. you think that would work? I was like, yeah, anything would work. So, I mean, even before that closet, I was on the, on the gym floor. So, I would just yeah. have a, a, a traveling um, you know, table with me. But, you know, I didn't really DM anyone because by then, like, I, I wasn't really big into Instagram anyways. So, I didn't right. DM anyone. And plus, it's not personable. You know, if, if there are places that already have PTs, then I would just back off, right? Because yeah. why would I want to do that? Um. So, but yeah, no. I started at a powerlifting gym at Adelante, right, and then slowly yeah. transitioned to CrossFit Roseland because a it was it was so close. It was in within the same area of, of the clinic where we first started was, and it was easy transition. And just slowly from there, outgrew the first space into a bigger room, outgrew a big room into a small office. Yeah. Right. So you know, it just a national progression.
0: Yeah. And slowly outgrowing a small office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Which, I, you know, I think it's important. I think our, uh, as we like to call it, you know, like younger millennial generation and you, and you hit it right. You hit the nail right on the head. No, you cannot just DM a gym to try to get in there. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you need to become part of that community. If you want to be a part of that community, go spend your goddamn money and sweat and work out, drop in, do classes. like, become up. don't just show up at a door of a CrossFit gym and say, Hey, I'm a PT. I want to start a business. Can I use your space? Like they're going to look Mm -hmm. at you like you have three heads and start laughing at you. That's not how you build genuine relationships. Who's going to want that person to come into their gym and start, Mm -hmm. start a business on their space.
1: Guys. And I I hate to say it, but you're not that special. No one's going to come in and hand, hand you money, hand you opportunities. Nobody. It doesn't work like that. And if you DM someone, just imagine you're that you're that fake account that DM people, ask if they want more followers. That's who you are. That's that's what you're doing. Essentially, that's what you're doing. That's exactly yeah. what
0: you're doing in there. You're yeah. probably
1: gonna get blocked. Yeah. Like if someone DM me and it's not genuine, I don't even an answer. See ya. Yeah, yeah. Because think about this, right? Time is is, is 24 hours. We will have 24 hours. Why do I need to allocate my Fixed amount of resources, which is time 24 hours to you. Why would I do that when I could yeah. just be hanging out with my dog, you know, hanging out with my significant other? Like, why would I do that? You got to make yourself, you, you, you got to show up, man. You, you really got to earn, earn every single thing. And you have to. If you, if you think that you're going to start your own business and people are going to line up at the door and they just, just hand you their money, you're so wrong. You cannot be more wrong. Yeah. Because that's all i come down to It's all about building relationship. Like, yeah, you can, it's yeah, all marketing. Right. But it, essentially that's how I look at it is, is
0: building relationship. Um, that's, yeah, that's the brick and mortar. I mean, that's the fundamental of it.
1: Yeah. You know, and if you're going to do like telehealth, um, you know, subscription based model, you h- still even have to do more work. You can talk to Shantae about this. She'll yeah. tell you about it. It's not that easy. She's the only person that I know that grind her ass off to get to 50 K plus followers grind so, grind like you you're you're part of her mastermind group so you know she'll she'll tell you and she's a great resources to have you know she's a friend she's a mentor and you know she, if i get a chance to talk to her I'll, I'll take it anytime always yeah so it's not gonna be easy because that's all i'm gonna say it's not gonna be easy. Yeah. and no and you know if you want the ideal lifestyle we just go to Greece for two weeks, you know, come back home and then just keep doing your thing and then go travel. You can probably make that happen, but you need to set,
0: you need to build a lot of foundation just like anything else in life. And, and I, I think we both need to make it clear as someone who's not in the cash PT world and someone who's in the cash PT world, cash PT world, like you are starting your own business. So many new grads, want to go into the cash pt world because they, they hear like oh i'm gonna make more money right like oh it's it's gonna be an easier life like no it, it, it's not really gonna be that much easier when you're first starting out and more importantly what makes you so special like who the hell's gonna come pay you this amount of money right you read new grad and you read danny danny's book fuck insurance right and now you're like i'm fired up fuck insurance i'm gonna take cash only it's like, what makes you so special? Why would someone come pay you $150 with no experience, right? So you got to think about all those things. Everybody who's listening, right? Create a plan. Maybe you got to go work for a couple years. And I tell my students this, go work for a couple years, get some experience under your belt. Keep your goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Do what Natty did. Start on the side, but go get a job where you can make connections, where you can learn how to treat people, where you can learn how to talk to doctors from other people who know how to do it. I think it's,
1: yeah, I think it works if you have a safety net. Oh, yeah, if of course. Have, if you have um, parents that are willing to support you uh, financially, yes. um, I think you can, you can then take a bigger risk. With me, it, that was not an option. We have no. steel loans kicking in, um, You know, your, all these bills that you have to pay. So you need to be very calculated with the kind of risk you're taking. right? And I, I even talked about the, the transition was – just to kind of backtrack was I was in full time. I would go meet with gym owners, find a good gym. Then what I did was I would show up to the 8am class, take the class, hang out until I have to leave to go to work at 12. So my days essentially eight to nine every single day. Yeah. I did that for six months.
0: A while. Then
1: I went to part time when, as my caseload grew, then I was, still eight to nine, nothing changed. It just, I'm just spending more time at the gym, getting to know people, understanding what the gym culture and community is like, and, you know, showing up on Saturday when they have like happy hours and all that stuff. Right. So, and then after that, I just left once I, once I was able to be like, Hey, you know what? I, I don't need to be there anymore. I can just yeah. niche down and focus in, in this place. So that's when I did. So it's probably around, I would say like an eight, eight months transition for me going from working full time for someone else to just working for myself. Right. So if anyone looking to do that, I highly recommend that. Um, but then there's also a point where you need to transition from, um, Working on this, like working part-time somewhere else, because then you're going to, um, because then if, if, if you're still doing per diem and all that stuff, then that means you're not really investing in your own business. So there's a fine line, right? So do it until you, you, you get a momentum going, but once the momentum going, you got to leave the other job and yeah. focus on your own business. You got to jump
0: on the momentum when it's there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, right, the, the also coveted ACL right it's coveted for many reasons um it's part of the outpatient world right and so you get an acl that comes to you right or or a long-term injury right forget acl what's that conversation like right how are you explaining to them right so you are an out-of-network provider and a cash um Mm cash-based pt right you are not in network with anyone so Mm -hmm. how do you kind of explain their options to people right someone that might have met their deductible that it still makes more sense for them, for them to go cash. Maybe before you were doing outpatient, right? How were you having those conversations with people justifying them spending X amount per visit versus saying like, I got this insurance.
1: So in the beginning, it's a lot of me explaining to them what their insurance benefits are. Um, so they can understand cause 99% of the population would not understand. No what idea. What is it that they have? Uh, even us as healthcare practitioners. I'm sure we don't even know that much. Um, so it's me explaining to him like, Hey, what's in network, what's out network, uh, what's their deductible, uh, and in- co-insurance and all that stuff. So it's just me being transparent because that's something I value in is to be able to just tell them exactly what's the price going to be, what's the cost going to be yeah. and the expectations. Right. Um, so in the beginning I would say, Hey, listen, you have X amount of deductible, which you haven't met which you have to pay out pocket, then it's an X amount of copay, then we would probably need to see you X amount of number per week. Right? Most of the time when people come to us, we don't usually see majority of our patients are once or twice a week, depending yeah. on their injury, right? Most of the time it's just once. If they're active, if they're post op then they're gonna need to do more. Yeah. Also it's depending on what their budgets are. Right, some people, you know, they can only afford X amount of sessions. So we work with people. At the end of the day, you know, we want to help people, but also make sure our business is going in the right direction Mm -hmm. by doing the right thing. Um, So that's that's always a conversation. It's just educating them, give them the option to choose. And in the beginning, it was me a lot. It's me telling them what we do, why we different in certain way. Now I think we're. We're so much better now. Like, by the time people pick up a phone and they call us, they already know who we are. Like, they'll go on my website. If you go on my website, you can see a huge difference now because before it was complete garbage, I can tell you. And we're still, you know, refining it as much as we can. So, if you go on there, this blog, this podcast, um, and people can just take that content, and just educate themselves to know exactly what we do. Um, our Google reviews are really good. Yeah. So, I always encourage people to look at that. Um, but yeah, and then we have, um, Amanda, who is, um, who is the director of, uh, patient relations. So she was able to educate them on exactly what they need. So, you know, to me, I don't have to do that anymore.
0: Yeah. It's and right. It's, it's building the team. And I think Mm. the thought, and for those of you who are listening, You can't do that at first, right? You got to be successful enough. You got to start going and understand every facet of what you're doing. And I think that's us as PTs, period. I think we miss Mm -hmm. the mark as PTs because we don't understand anything that we're doing. We don't understand the insurance. We just say, yeah, go see the billing specialist, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can understand those things and then start to build your team, just like Natty said, you can plug in, but you're in charge. You need to understand everything that's going on at all times, which I think is important. Natty, I know the answer to this question, but some people have asked it. How does documentation differ from an insurance-based uh, model if you're doing cash? Um,
1: I use WebPT, so we still document on WebPT. Uh, you just switch insurance to sell pay. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people use like App and you know PT everywhere, but same thing. You you still got to document.
0: You got to right. cover your ass, man. And that's all it is. Documentation is just covering your ass in case there's litigation. Yeah. Uh, If you think that you're going to go into cash PT and not have to document as much, I I hope you get sued. Um, The only (laughs) way not to document is to get someone to subscribe for you. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or or voice the text. That's about it. Yeah.
0: You still have to do it, man. It's just part of our job. It's part of being a PT, whether Mm -hmm. you like it or not. It's part of what we do. All right. So how, how often our visits, our follow-ups. You know, like I, I think people have this idea, like, oh, the cash model, we do this, we do that. Like how often are you seeing people? You know, are you uh, like,
1: like I say, typically, that? if they're typically. like, yeah, um, once or twice a week, depending, right? If they're cash, we're probably going to see them once a week. If they're post-op uh, and with their insurance, I'll see them twice a week. On a rare occasion, we do it three times a week. Very, very rare occasion.
0: And it's usually like your post-op ACL.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, like people like to say that the typical prescription is like three times a week for 12 weeks. Right. Um, and you can say like, you know, well, we're spending one-on-one time. You don't need to see me as much or sometime if they need to get back on the field quickly, then we're like, Hey, you got to come in more. Yeah. Right. And right. more there's a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So more doesn't mean that we're spending less time.
0: It's still an hour. Right. Right. You're still one-on-one with them. Hey man, mm-hmm. What other info? So anybody who's listening, you know, I've got tons of new grads that are listening, tons of young clinicians, right. You know, those are the people that I talk to on a daily basis. What information do you want to give them as like your part final parting kind of words of wisdom? Um, what do you want to give? What do you want to tell them for anybody who's out there that's listening to this?
1: Um, well, the first thing is that, you know, Find out why you're doing certain thing. What kind of life you want to live, right? Because that's important. Uh, second thing is find a mentor, man. You, the fact that you're part of Jamie's mastermind is huge. Um, because if you're thinking that you, you're going to learn everything yourself, again, you are sadly mistaken. Why would you want to lear- do that? Learn from someone that made tons of mistakes already. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's almost like learning how to cook but not watching the cooking channel. <laughs> what? Why? Right. so you know learn from someone before you use their mistake so because you're going to make a shitload of mistakes on your own but if you can learn from the very beginning you'll make you'll, you'll you'll bypass that and you'll grow a little bit faster um and again not to put so much rate on the growth it's, it's depend on your your own growth you want to grow you know it's all about growing slowly st- steadily right yeah just like um it's like a cooling uh, interest rate on, on your investment, right? You, you don't want a 40%, 40% return so quickly and it just crashed down, right? You want a nice, steady growth. and just like that. Find, find yourself a good mentor and play on your strength. I think well, that's what I learned really early is that I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm absolutely garbage at. Yep. And what I'm not good at, I offload as much as possible. I find help as much as possible. Um, you know, and to me was content creating, uh, building website, all the tactical stuff, uh, even like posting on Instagram, writing blogs, that was not my thing. Um, because you know, it, it wasn't something that I I was good at. Right. And you know, if you guys, you know, Jamie, you are always our Instagram guy. Oh, we started the, the movement guys. So like, yeah. you know, we, I, I learned from you just like I learned from all my mentors that I have. Um, and right now we, you ask if you're a new grad and you're looking to start your own business, you, you're going to need a website, man. Um, you know, we just started uh, a media company, so you guys can check it out. It's called power by Myokinetics, And all we do is we just help, uh, you know, high performers PT, like anyone that listening, um, niche down to get the right message. So essentially who we are is the loud, a loud speaker to make sure that people hear your message and your voice. And yes. This is something that I always like to do because I love watching the evolution of people grow. Right. And this is something that I look back and I was like, man, I wish I had this. If someone can just help me with my website, not just some guy on, I don't know, Fiverr like that's in India that have no idea what we're trying to do. Right. All been through the struggle that we had and know how to communicate with, you know, parents younger athletes you know active population crossfitters like they there's a certain look they're looking for on their website and that website needs to be is your brand don't worry about your listen man your instagram is great awesome but when they click on that link tree and they go on your website and your website look like it's <laughs> some shit from like Windows 97
0: yeah terrible and it's
1: all pixelated that that's that's only so much you can do right you lost them Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you guys are interested, check us out. You know, we're, we're we're here to help you guys build your own website, create your own content. And you know what, just spread your message. Because that's the biggest thing. Essentially, what that's, that is what marketing is, is how can you reach your ideal population, your ideal clients, so that they come to you, or that you can embark on the same journey. And lastly, you need to know who that person is, who is your ideal population. And it's going to take some time to figure that out, but you need to get started. Know your why, know what you're good at, know your population. That's probably the best
0: advice I can give you. And Natty brought up a, a point that I just want to tangent on for two seconds. Um, Natty's a busy person, right? And I think if we look at things, the people who we ask to be our mentors, unless we have a direct relationship with them, are busy humans, right? And I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you, busy humans, their time costs money. You are not going to expect somebody like Natty to just spend hours DMing you back on how he started his business, right? If you want to learn from Natty, and I'm not saying that he does this, right? But this could be anybody. If you want to learn from them, figure out what their time costs and pay for their damn time, right? If you want an hour of somebody's time, pay for an hour of their damn time. Hey, I'd love to meet with you once a week. You know, I know you charge 150 an hour for a session. Would you be able to hop on the phone with me for $75 an hour a week? Natty's going to say yes, right? Because you are putting value on his time. If you try to take his time for free, he's going to tell you to F off. He could do way more in that one hour. That's going to benefit somebody that's going to help his business grow or help his family, right? So I think we have to remember those things. A lot of us get caught up in this mentor thing. And yes, you could slide into somebody's DMs. You could tell them that you want to learn from them and you, you want to grow from them. But you got to have respect for their time. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's important, right? So those of you who are listening, they're like, yeah, I want to learn from Natty. Sure, if you're going to slide into his DMs, slide into his DMs, but understand that he values his time. So if you don't value his time, then it's not going to be worth it to him, right? You need to value the information that he's going to give you and talk, experience, all that shit. That's not cheap, right? Those are years of his life, hours of his time that he's gone through to gain that, right? He deserves to be valued and his time deserves to be valued in that sense. And I think that goes blanket, right? Like Mm -hmm. looking at things as a whole. Yeah.
1: And I I appreciate you saying that, man. I, you know, if you guys look right, pretend there's like a clock somewhere in the world that we don't know about of your life slowly ticking down. Just think about from that perspective. Would you, would you do spend a certain time for free with someone that, you know, like just just look at it that way. I think once you look at your time, it's not it's, it's, it's not uh, infinite um resources. You you're gonna prioritize things a little bit differently. You know, you know, obviously I'm big in the family, and the people who I really mentor is just my my team. You know, like I I have no aspiration to have a mastermind or anything like that because right. I like to invest in people who are part of my team. Right. To me, that's, that's, that's what really matters to me. I like to see them be able to transition from just a PT into something more. Right. And just, just to be a better person, like how oh, they yeah. want to live their life. Just to, you know, just inspire them in that way. And, you know, just, just like you, man, every time we talk, you know, we talk about life, we talk about professional, but most of the time it's like, how is this professional uh, career is going to help us live in the life that we want.
0: Uh, always. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, Just, just always think about that because it's, you're not going to be here forever.
0: Right. Hell yeah. So if anybody wants more information from Natty, um, I'm not going to give you his personal handle. I'll give you his business handle, right? Contact his business. It's myokinetics with an X at the end. It'll be tagged in the, in the podcast. Um, feel free to reach out, see what he's doing, learn from him. And again, right. Time is not free. And I need, I think anybody listening needs to, needs to remember that time is not free. Um, is there a dollar amount on time? Depends on who you ask, but, um, just remember those things, right? If people go start blowing, blowing up DMs and things like that, just remember if he's not responding, it's not because he's an asshole. It's not because he doesn't care. It's because his time is better spent doing something else that is helping him succeed.
1: Yeah. And you guys can reach out to my personal one, honestly, (laughs) like it's totally fine Uh, because the people that listen is yes, pain underscore Jedi. And like I said, if you guys need help, any content stuff, go to, powered by myokinetics and, you know, just, uh, shoot us a DM there.
0: Yeah. So reach out to Natty brother. I appreciate your time greatly. Thank you so much for, uh, for your morning. Again, I know your time is valuable, so I appreciate you giving me that. No man.
1: I appreciate you. Always Always a pleasure.
0: Always. I'll talk to you. All right.